you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. What a mess. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to The Alien Legacy. Uh, we're talk- the next film in the franchise is one with many well-documented issues. In fact, maybe one of the most remembered films of all time due to those issues. That's right, we're talking about Alien 3 right here on Back Row Movie News. <laughs> Welcome to the best seat in the house, everybody. I'm Chase Coupo, and uh, here we are. I did it <laughs> flawlessly. All right, uh, before we start, if you guys could please consider subscribing to the YouTube channel, that'd be fucking awesome. All right, but to hop right in, just like the same structure as my past two Alien Legacy videos, we're going to start with me talking about the score here. Uh, it's, it's probably my favorite score outside of the one for Alien because it's the spookiest. Uh, Alien isn't actually scary to me, like, pretty much at all. I understand when I should be scared, and there's some freaky parts, but it's not actually, like, violently scary. Uh, Same goes with Alien 3, because, once again, like Alien, they wanted to get back to the horror route, instead of the action beats that uh, Aliens follow. It's great because it's what I expect from a horror movie. Uh, It also has these wonderful melodies and these whole pieces with, like, some operatic-type stuff going on. And it, it, it's it's just very, very good. And I think it manages to establish or work with the tone of the movie, even though it's an absolute mess editing and story-wise. Uh, but still, it works well. And uh, while this moment ends up looking horrible because of the CG, <laughs> because of the, the effects and everything, and, it, and it, almost, it was almost ruined due to the effects work, but, you know, they just didn't have time and the technology. Uh, here they come. Uh, the moment when <laughs> the moment when Ripley kills herself is just absolutely epic, and especially with that track that's playing, it is twitch one of the best moments in the Alien franchise. Uh, so for all the trouble trouble that the movie went through, uh, and for the mostly jumbled on screen result, the ending was epic, emotional, scary, and it felt right. David Fincher, the director's first director's job, managed to navigate the story to a very satisfying end. And if they never made another movie with Ripley in it, then we would be lucky to have such an ending. And speaking of Ripley, let's talk about the characters a little bit. Uh, how about her and all the other characters? Well, really, it's the movie sometimes is tough to explain uh, how I feel. Because, I mean, first I started out not liking it. I, or not minding it. I was like, eh, it's pretty good. It's not as good as the first two, but bleh. Then I started to hate it because it was such a disappointment, and it sucked. But then I really fucking loved it, and then I went back to not minding it, and now now I'm back to where it's like it's it's a good movie for what it is. Like I said, a jumbled mess, but somehow the best qualities still shine through. So I think that good movies can have qualities like that sometimes, where you're bouncing between whether you like it or not, and you're finding new things all the time. So I think I think it is a good movie. It's just tough to digest sometimes. So the movie's pretty good, and it really comes to the, down to the characters, which, uh, like I said, Ripley's end was uh, somehow very fitting. Her arc through the film and then these first three movies was uh, one of the most interesting in cinema history for Ripley, the character, and I think for Sigourney Weaver, the actor. 
And uh, they both made their way through three very different stories while never really suffering from it. Uh, she's li truly one of the most badass characters ever in cinema. And she found another love interest in this film, such as Hicks and like Dallas in the original draft of Alien, uh, Dr. Clemens met a grisly fate. Grisly. Speaking of Hicks, real quick, uh, Alien 3 is also famous for the characters it didn't feature. Newton Hicks. Jimmy Cameron set the three up to fight on as a family, but the creatives and the studio heads behind Alien 3 wanted to strip it down to one creature versus Ripley. So, you know, fuck the emotional buildup from Aliens. I guess it's not a problem. Uh, anyways, Clemens, he's a, a great performance from Charles Dancer, always a wonder to watch. Uh, playing a, He plays sort of a truth giver to Ripley. Uh, the whole cast is actually really talented, and, but they faded away bit in a poorly regarded movie because of the character dressing that made them all look the same. I mean, it makes sense because they're on a prison planet, but uh, it was just a bunch of bald white British guys running around shouting shit. I, I didn't know who was who for, the, for so many years. It was tough. Uh, but still, I think this was the last movie in the franchise that had a truly like great cast of characters and actors. Well, no, there's always good actors, but you know what I mean. And uh, slipping and sliding on into the script, the plot, and the pacing. Uh, oof, yeah. There was countless drafts from different writers for years, and once an idea was settled on, uh, the director, William Gibson, developed that idea further and meshed it with the studio's idea all the way until right before production started. They had sets built, they had the script basically ready, they had the cinematographer, the actors, they were ready to go. But then Gibson and the studio parted ways. Uh, David Fincher was brought in, and the rest is history. Uh, no, it's not not history. Uh, both Fincher and the producers Walter Hill and David Geiler worked on the script throughout the production, and the cinematographer even had to be replaced during production due to medical issues. So, yeah, nothing really came easy for the film, but I think we still got something pretty good out of it. And uh, speaking of it being an alien film, the genre and the tone, you know, I said this before, but the team behind this film drifted back to horror. Uh, Aliens did really well with the action, and the studio seemed to want to try and recapture Alien uh, instead. They, I, they figured, I think they thought that would make more money somehow. I don't know, it, it didn't make more money, but that's it's not my problem now. Uh, for all the issues with the writing, the production, and the editing, I give everyone involved a lot of credit for pulling together something that has pretty good emotional through line in it, an emotional through line in it, and a surprisingly even tone in my opinion. The music definitely attributed to it, but it felt like it, it just it felt like a horror movie. It failed to scare me, just as Alien did, but it's okay because they still succeeded in making it a uh, making it a good mix of sci-fi and horror. It somehow felt nothing like the original, but uh, it did really well in, in its attempt to replicate the atmosphere and the tone at the same time. And maybe the best way to say it is that it felt like an Alien movie. It was, once again, the most recent film in the franchise to achieve this completely. Uh, slipping and sliding into the set and creature design, uh, it's not the greatest. I mean, they achieved a nice atmosphere and it fits well, but it isn't always the prettiest of movies to look at. Basically, I, I just I prefer the aesthetic of all the other movies so far. That's the only the only complaint I really have in this aspect. Actually, the creature design is interesting. The actual design of the creature stern stems from uh, Giger's original Necronom Four. It's a more animalistic sort of looking one. It runs on all fours. It bursts from an ox if you watch a special edition, or a dog if you watch the uh, normal one, which isn't as good. And poor doggy. Um, it's uh, the creature's less freaky and alien and it's more like sensual and sexual and it's it's got a sort of a 
brown coloring this time around. And the effects were unfortunately, they were horrible again. I, I forget what it's called, but there was this uh, new technique to film and insert the alien into the footage instead of just doing straight CGI or puppeteering. So it was like groundbreaking, but it was also just like, once again, just horrible because they just couldn't make it work. And um, I give them kudos for trying, but it looked like shit and it takes me out of the, bless you, and it takes me out of the movie most of the time. Uh, when it was Tom Wardrift Jr. in the suit, it looked different from the effect version, like crazy different. So you suck again because it just the, the consistency wasn't enough to keep me like afraid of the beast. But nonetheless, I think they pulled off that the most famous shot of uh, with uh, the alien right up in Ripley's face drooling in it. So it, it worked. It worked. There's silver lining. All right. And now in comparison <laughs> Yeah, to sort of start wrapping it up, we'll compare it to the rest of the franchise so far. Uh, Alien 3, it's a bit of a roller coaster in terms of quality, as I've said several times, in different ways, and they were fresh every time. So, unfortunately, it's a big step down from the previous films. They set the bar pretty unimagin unimaginably high, uh, but so I can give the team behind number 3 a bit of forgiveness but it's just not great, you know? The first two are good examples of how to craft a movie, and, uh, you know, what the crews were mostly, the crews were mostly unified, and they were committed to the vision and the story, and it most it was pretty much all worked out, pretty much all worked out before filming, and it shows. They're well-made movies. Once again, it's you can look at those and kind of discern how to make a film if you look at those. Uh, Alien 3 is how you don't do it. They didn't have a... They didn't have a story worked out. Yeah, they didn't have a story worked out totally before they started into production. And then they changed it, like, majorly multiple times. And they replaced the director, cinematographer. So it was a whole... It just... It was definitely a failure compared to the first two. All right. But uh, to sum this one up, it's... Uh, to sum this one up, it's... It's a good movie in the face of countless blaring issues on screen and behind the scenes. Uh, it's going to be forever underrated still. Uh, David Fincher chooses to ignore it and, you know, pretend it didn't happen because he, he's kind of ashamed by it. I guess rightfully so. But his first turn as, as director of a big Hollywood movie is good, and it's mostly due to his direction. Uh, he gets a ton of the credit for the things that went right, and it wasn't all him, but he still deserves that praise. So Alien 3 isn't great per se, but I like it, and David Fincher is great. Uh, all right, you guys, that basically about wraps it up. Uh, thank you for tuning into this one again. I uh, uh, I appreciate I don't know what you're saying. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me start that over. I know what you want me to say. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to start over. Well, guys, that about wraps it up for today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Like I said, this is... These may not be, you may not like these as much as with Kaysen and I, or Kaysen and I and a guest like Lake Lovelight, who's going to be featured on the next two episodes while Kaysen's on vacation. It's going to be back row movie news, but without Kaysen and with Lake Lovelight instead. So tune in for those. Uh, but like I said, I got to keep saying it. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you guys going with me on these journeys. I like to talk about this. And there's going to be much more coming soon. Uh, in the meantime, if you can give this video a like and a share and subscribe. Uh, go ahead and drop a comment down below, whether it's anything I talked about today. Tell me how you feel about Alien 3 or whatever you want to bring to the discussion. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Macro Official. 
for updates on upcoming movies coming to you guys. Uh, that's right. Like I keep saying, the next two normal episodes going to be me and Lake Lovelight. So look out for that. I'm probably going to get another Alien Legacy episode out. Kason and I still have a special one to record. So we got a lot coming to you guys, and we will see you when that happens. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> uh-huh.